You're listening to episode 175 of the FitzPro podcast, and today we are talking about whether or not to build a team from an entrepreneurial standpoint. What are your options within building a team, especially in the coaching industry? And I just think that this can be a really overwhelming topic, and it doesn't necessarily need to be. So if this applies to you, without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average Fitzbo. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a Fitzpro. Going to assume that if you are listening to this particular episode, you are here for the business side of things, the entrepreneurial side of things. So I talk about fitness on this podcast. I talk about running a business. I talk about life. I I go a little bit wider and deeper on this platform than I do on other platforms like Instagram. So if you are here for the business side of things, go ahead and check out my free on-demand workshop, Your Biz Your Way: Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business. The link to that is always in the show notes, but you can go to anniemiller.co slash workshop dash register. And then while you're over on the site, hit up anniemiller.co slash resources for all of the freebies and free resources that I have created for you, again, to access from different platforms. I would also like to thank Legion Athletics. They are the sponsor of this podcast. They are also the only supplement brand that I personally trust. They're the number one brand of all natural sports supplements in the world. Even through pregnancy, I have used most of their um, vitamins as well as their whey protein. That has been an absolute lifesaver for me, especially in the first trimester when I was not getting enough protein. Um, it allowed me to get you know 20 to 40 grams per day. Their cocoa cereal is my personal favorite. It's not overly sweet and it's just enough cocoa flavor in my opinion. So I know a lot of people like some of their other like cinnamon cereal and fruit loop cereal type of flavors. Those are too sweet and they taste a little artificially sweet to me even though they are not artificially uh, sweetened. So anywho, those are some of my favorites when I am not pregnant. Um, their recharge creatine is something that I have very much so missed during pregnancy, but also like it doesn't make much sense to take it during pregnancy anyway, because I'm not training at an intensity that I would benefit from taking creatine. So if you are, make sure you check them out. Go to buylegion.com, B-U-Y legion.com and use code Annie for 20% off your first order, or you can just get double Legion reward points if you already love them and you would like to support me and my channel. A one-on-one training client said to me in 2016, when I was really just starting to build my business, that having employees and hiring people to help run your business is is the move to make. She ran a successful uh, moving company. Her husband ran another company. This was an in-person client. Many of my in-person clients were entrepreneurs, were successful business people, um, and because you know if when you when you start a team when you hire employees that way you can be away or working on the most important things that require you only to work on them while your employees essentially run the business and do the things that don't require you to do right that's that's the idea behind hiring people generally speaking in business 
But having employees and managing people was never something that really appealed to me. When I took B-School with Marie Forleo in 2016, one of the questions she asked is like, are you going to be a solo business? Are you going to be a micro business? Are you going to be a macro business? And for me, I always said like, I want to get as big as I can with just me. That was my goal. That was what I wanted. Now, as you grow, these things change. But that was kind of my, at at the core of what I wanted. And I would say seven years into business, I started this business in 2015. I mostly still feel that way. But that may change with having a baby. I am still pregnant at the time of this episode. Um, Only time will really tell how much I can manage and where I need help and kind of what new demands of life come up. I have a, you know, one-on-one business clients who have five plus employees that work for them as contractors. I am not at all against building a team, but I think it's very important to answer this question if you are currently a solo entrepreneur. So I hope that today, you know, my hope for today is to look at some of your options when it comes to building your quote unquote team and what that can look like. Again, if you are currently a solopreneur and kind of debating stepping into making that first hire or possibly just wondering what it would be like to build a team of your own. First, we have to think about what constitutes a team when it comes to running a business. For me, it is literally anyone outside of yourself that helps with your business whether that be on a daily basis, on a quarterly basis, if you have a bookkeeper or an accountant per se, that is someone who is a part of your team. I simply don't want you to think that having a team means that you have to hire full-time employees because I think that's a common misconception and it's just not likely. You're not going to go from zero to hiring a full-time employee. That's probably not going to happen. So think about a team in the way that you would hire an assistant coach or a virtual assistant or an operations manager, even something like hiring a website person, someone that manages something in your business. Um, You know, these are all parts of or can be part of building a team. So keep that perspective as we go through this episode. I do believe that to have a successful team, you need to know how to and want to manage people and you need to know how you want to do that and you'll certainly want to do that more than you want to do the work yourself you'll reach that ceiling and kind of this uh, tension that takes place this resistance where you feel like something's got to give because you can't grow beyond what you're already doing by yourself this is imperative and if you think you want to have a team but are apprehensive about your management skills, I highly, highly, highly suggest not only investing in a team but also a coach for yourself that can teach you how to best manage that team because it's not a natural thing for most people. And, and it should be a win-win for everyone when you do hire someone. They should enjoy working for you. You should enjoy learning how to manage them because that is going to be a requirement. So if you don't think you want to hire a team, I want you to think about the longevity of your business. I'm not saying you have to hire a team, but maybe you could start with one person. Essentially, you'll look at how many tasks you have to complete within your business at its current state. Can you scale that by yourself? Can you multiply that by yourself? That's the most important thing to look at because It is scaling that typically leads to the demand for more help. Like I said, that ceiling that you reach for some level of a team to begin forming. And I speak from experience. I never wanted to have a team or manage a team, but I reached that point where I could not continue growing if I went at it alone. My plate was full. 
And I share that because it's probably going to be true for most of you as well. And maybe you reach that point and you say, I'm good here. I just want to manage what I have forever. That is absolutely okay. You have that autonomy. So what does happen though when you do reach that ceiling? If you don't want to grow, and as I said, you just want to maintain, then you may never need to hire a team. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's why I say it's most important to know what you want out of your business. Having clarity there is very important. I've had clients in the past who just want to make a certain amount of money per month and not push for substantial growth. They don't want the 10K months. They don't want the 100K year, right? And that's okay. I'm all game for that. If you have that clarity, it's that clarity that I'm encouraging. So if you only want to make 50K a year with your business and that gives you the life you want, that's what I want for you, okay? Because we are all about building businesses that serve the life that you want in this corner of the internet. For me, that is why I made my business. If you don't want to have a team, then the approach would be to automate as much as you possibly can within your business, to make all the systems you can to automate as much as possible. Now, I encourage this whether you want to hire a team or not, simply because it's it's going to be the best for efficiency, but it will likely be more of a necessity if you are not going to hire a team and you're going to try to maximize what you can do by yourself. On the flip side, If hiring other coaches or an assistant, a copywriter, a web designer, or some other trade is appealing to you, there are some other things to consider in your team building process. Whether you want to hire a team or not, I encourage you to list out all of the tasks that could possibly be done in your business and then somehow make a distinction between the tasks that either demand you, like only you can do them, and also the tasks that could be delegated to someone else. This is going to be step one before you hire anyone or not. It's just something that is very good for you to do within your business. Then it's time to determine whether the tasks that can be delegated should go to one single person, or if they are better divvied up between multiple people who specialize in these areas, if that makes sense. So are we looking for a jack of all trades that can do all of these things, Or is it going to be a better option to hire people for specific tasks within your business? You can hire an assistant that does generalized tasks for you, or you can hire specific people for specific tasks. You can hire someone to manage your email marketing. You can hire a different person for copywriting. You can hire a bookkeeper or an accountant, an operations manager. You could hire a client relations manager. You could hire a podcast manager or social media manager. The list goes on and on, right? Again, make that list of all the tasks that can be completed in your business or that are completed in your business, and then decide which ones can be delegated and whether or not those can be delegated to one person or if you're looking to hire different people for different tasks. I've also spoken in other episodes about budget when it comes to hiring a team. You obviously need one because you are going to be paying people to complete these tasks for you, whether you hire one person or multiple people for multiple tasks. Just know that building a team or hiring a team does not have to be some massive expense. This kind of goes with you're not hiring a full-time employee right out the gate. I have one-on-one business clients who pay a virtual assistant $100 per email that gets sent out to their newsletter. All of the design, the structure, the content is created by the assistant. And for my one-on-one client, that is well worth the cost because it allows her to put out emails consistently, which she was not able to do 
before hiring this person to manage email for her. And that's a pretty low expense, right? 200 bucks a month, two emails a month, they're done. They are building her list. It gives her an opportunity to build her email list and that is worth it to her. And that's the other really important thing and part of my you know, philosophy with business is that it needs to make sense to you. What is worth it to you might not be worth it to someone else and vice versa. And that is 500% okay. It needs to be in alignment with you and what you need for your business, what you want for your business. As an example, sometimes I think, that I want someone to edit, format, and upload my podcast for me. But then I do the research, and I've done this several times. Like, I've done it an embarrassing amount of times. And I look at how much people charge for that, and frankly, it's just not worth it to me. My current assistant and I play our parts just fine for what my podcast is and the purpose that it serves and what I want it to be, I just cannot see and or justify paying $800 a month for that service at this point in my business. And my point is that someone else might look at me and think that that's insane, that I am still editing my own podcast. But that's the beautiful thing about business is that it's yours and you have the last say. You get to decide these things. That's the joy of being an entrepreneur. That's that's the efficacy. That's the autonomy that we have. So what is more appealing to you? You don't have to have this answer right now, but think about whether a jack of all trades or individual team members makes the most sense for the tasks in your business that you need to get done, and also how you would like to scale that business. Making your list of tasks impossible delegation should make that decision easier. Some reminders and warning signs for hiring a team. I think these are important to bring to light, even if you only hire one or two people. And also note, um, this is kind of a tangent, but so far I've talked about kind of like operations management versus, you know, hiring a team can be hiring all coaches, assistant coaches. And for that, you would just need a system that is repeatable. And that would need to be set up for the assistant coaches that you are hiring underneath you. Okay. So know that that's also an option, but I am focusing more on the operational side of things for business. So thus far in my business, I definitely prefer working with individuals over agencies. The two agencies that I have worked with, one for Facebook ads, and one for taxes and accounting, have been predominantly negative experiences. And perhaps there is an issue with me in that, fully willing to admit that, but I much prefer working with a one-on-one individual, kind of having a go-to person that I can touch bases with. I've done this for taxes and accounting in the past, as well as um, the final build-out of my workshop in that funnel. And those were both very, very positive experiences for me. I just really, I enjoy whether it's my personality, how I function, how my brain works. I really enjoy having that direct contact and communication with a one-on-one person. It's not that I will never choose to work with an agency again. I actually just had a consult call with, you know, another agency for a different service the other day. Um, Or that individuals can't be a bad experience because they absolutely can. But I definitely just keep those past experiences in my back pocket for reference. And I mention those because they are technically a part of my team. It's, it's someone that I have invested in, in the process of building my business. When you begin paying people for services in your business, remember that it's not a set and forget it situation. 
that can be a very dangerous game to play. So whether you're hiring assistant coaches underneath you, whether you're hiring people to handle social media or different operations within your business, you've got to keep both hands on the steering wheel still. And that is why I say it's about managing people, whether or not you're hiring experts or coaches, it does not matter. You cannot just hire them and then say peace out and hope it goes well. That's a very dangerous game to play. So there is a stance between not micromanaging because we hired these people to free up space for us, but also not becoming blind to something within your business that is happening without you knowing. And again, that's just the managing piece when it comes to building your team and trusting people with parts of your company. I've made the mistake in the past of thinking that I'm hiring someone because they're an expert at something. So I can take both hands off the wheel and just let them do their thing but it's still your business that they're applying their expertise to. They still need to fit into your vision, your process, your system for your business. So it is vital that you keep one to two hands on the steering wheel at least. Let's just not completely let go, okay? Remember that you get to choose the people on your team. You get to choose who your assistant coaches are, who your assistant is, who you are hiring to manage some area of your business, and that can be incredibly joyful and freeing as well. You don't have to fully know what you're doing. You just need to know what your business needs. If you are apprehensive about hiring or beginning to build your team, just remember that. You have the efficacy. You don't have to hire someone because of desperation Like wait till you find the right person and your gut knows, your gut is going to know who that is. Last two points here. I would also implore you to start building your team before you are busting at your seams, before you reach that ceiling, before you're on the verge of burnout. Uh, Be proactive in looking at growth and scalability of your business because there will be this period of time when you begin hiring that your time will be taken up by building systems and partially micromanaging upfront to some extent you're training this person. This is so that things are done correctly in order to create that actual space that you are looking for in your business. If you are hiring at the point in your business where you're busting at the seams, you have a full client roster, you have to keep up with social media and email marketing and training someone new to do something in your business the way that you want it done. That's just going to be a really rough time. It can happen but we want to avoid that if possible. It doesn't mean that it can't be done, um, but that's why I'm simply extending this warning to you. So keep that in mind as you grow, as you get closer to possibly hiring someone, maybe be a bit proactive with that than reactive. And lastly, like I said, when and if you are ready to hire, I suggest reaching out to your audience and having people apply. Asking colleagues if they have anyone on their team that does what you need, if they have suggestions, if they have referrals, or using something, a network like Upwork to hire freelancers. Those are the places I would start. And regardless of which you choose, you need to first have that clarity that we discussed early on in this episode. If we lack clarity, then we risk hiring the wrong person. We risk hiring for the wrong tasks. And that's just um, a cycle we don't want to get into. We don't want to waste our own time or anyone else's. So hopefully you found some value here today. Hopefully you have some things to think about um, and some, some areas you can gain clarity in before you hire. 
If you found value here today, please give the show five stars and a written review wherever you listen. If you're not on my main mailing list, make sure that you get there because there are exclusive podcast listener discounts at the bottom of every weekly email. You can join that at anniemiller.co slash news. Until next time, I am Annie Miller, and thank you so much for listening to the Fitzpro Podcast. Podcast.